Recording in progress. Okay, we're up to that. Lamed Amid Aleph, the Mishnah. The Mishnah says like this. Hashayvich Mayim Bershas Arabim. Someone who spills water into Rishas Arabim. This is very similar to the Mishnah that we had before. Hashayvich Mayim Bershas Arabim. Behuzak Ben Acher, and someone gets damaged by the water. Chayiv Ben The owner of the water has to pay for the damages. Hamatznias Akoitz. If someone hides a thorn, or as Ashuches, or a shard of glass in Rishas Arabim. Or if you make, you have a field, you have a fence that's adjacent to Rishas Arabim, and you make your fence out of thorns sticking out into Rishas Arabim, or Vigadar Nefer or you have a fence that falls into Rishas Arabim, who's going to Achar, all these cases you're obligated to pay. So Amar Rav, Rav said, and if you remember, this is a commentary that we had a couple days ago, the Rav Shita is, Loi Shonu El Denitfu that when it says in the Mishnah, someone hurt themselves in the water, it doesn't mean that they hurt, they broke their shoulder on the floor, because Rav Shita is that you don't have to pay for damages that happen to the ground. So what does it mean? What does it mean damages? The damages to someone's suit. His suit got wet in the water, got ruined in the water. The ground, you're not going to pay for it, but it's the water. Why? So this is uh, what we said before, that Rav Shita is, it's not bar, because bar is not chayef for Caleb. The chayef, is that you still own the water, you're not mafgrid, and the chiv is that it's shar. So if a person slips and hurts himself on the floor, you don't have to pay because the floor is God, it's not yours. Here's the question, what about the fact that it's muddy, meaning, the fact that your water mixed into the ground and made it muddy, changed the consistency, so why aren't you responsible for the ground now? I understand that you didn't make the ground, but you definitely made the consistency of this ground, so you should have to pay. So the answer is, The case is where the water, it's not so muddy. The water kind of sopped up, and therefore you're not responsible. It's muddy enough to ruin someone's suit, but not enough that it actually changed the whole texture of the ground. The ground is as hard as it was before, there's no real change in texture, therefore you don't have to pay. So this Mishnah and the previous Mishnah are both telling you the same thing, that if you have water that's spilled in Rosh Hashanah, you're obligated to pay. The question is, why do I need both? So the answer is, one is referring to where the water was spilled during the summer, that's for sure. And the second one is that it's spilled during the winter. Now the Chiddush of the winter, and this we'll talk about, is that although you're allowed to spill water during the winter in Rosh Hashanah, one of the Heterim is that during the winter, the water, the streets are dirty anyway. You could take waste water and throw it into Rosh Hashanah. So you're allowed to put it there. The Chiddush of the mission is that although you're allowed to spill the water there, if it causes damage, you have to pay. The Tanya, as the Brisa says, Although you're allowed to open up your sewers into the Rishos Arabim during the winter, you're allowed to do this in the winter, but even though it's with permission, even though you have permission to do so, if it causes damages, you have to pay. Okay, then the Mishnah said that if you hide a thorn or a shard of glass, you have to pay. I'm Rav Yochanan. We had this also yesterday. This is only true if the thorns, let's say you have a wall, and the wall juts out to Rosh Hashanah, so if the thorns stick out, you're chayiv, alav mitzamsin, but if the thorns are facing down, loy, you're not obligated to pay. Now why not? My time apart. We had this yesterday. The reason why you don't have to pay is because for someone to hurt themselves when the thorns are facing down is they have to be rubbing up on my wall. What are they doing They're doing that? If the thorns are sticking out, so it's budding out into Rosh Hashanah, I understand. I'm, I'm causing people to be damaged and they have the right to be there. But if it's jutting down, the only way for them to get hurt is for them to rub up on my wall. What are they doing? That's their problem. That's not my problem. Very interesting. They didn't really have garbages. 
So they didn't really have a way of discarding glass or thorns. So what they would do is they would put it in the wall. So put it in the wall. So you put your thorns and your glass in your friend's wall. Now here's the problem. The owner of the wall knocked it down, not realizing there are thorns there, and the thorns cause damage. Who has to pay? The one who put it in the wall, the neighbor who put it in the wall is Chayv. Not the owner of the wall. The neighbor who put it in the wall. Why? Because he should have realized that the wall was going to get knocked down. Why would he anticipate the wall being knocked down? This is only true with a rickety wall that he should have realized is going to be knocked down. So by him putting it there, he is basically setting up Hezek. But if it's a sturdy wall, which is unlikely to be demolished, then by me putting it on the wall, I'm not doing anything wrong, because I know it's, it shouldn't be knocked down. Then, then the owner of the kaisel is actually responsible, because then he should check. By me putting it in, I'm not responsible. If it's a rickety wall, then I'm, I'm you know, although technically, what did I do wrong? I did what everyone does. I put it in the walls. The answer is you should see, you should look ahead and think where this is headed. If you know the wall is going to get knocked down, then you shouldn't be putting it there. So says the Gemara, Amr Avina, Ravina says, You learn from this sugya, Let's say I have a pit. So I have to cover the pit. So instead of getting my own cover, I tell, I take a lid from my friend's house. I borrow his lid and I put it. So far, so good. Ubabal to leave an altadilia. But then the next day, the owner comes, the neighbor comes, he wants his lid back, so he takes it, revealing my pit now. My pit is now uncovered, and someone gets hurt. Who has to pay? Is it me? I could say, well, I covered it. The answer is no. Chai baldli, you're chai of why. I, you covered it. The answer is you covered it in a way, you covered it using someone else's lid. You should anticipate the fact that he's going to take his lid back. So, to over here, by me putting it in the wall, I should anticipate that the wall is going to get knocked down. And therefore, Therefore, they're uh, similar to each other. So the Gemara says, Pshita, isn't it Pashit that if I use someone else's lid, I use someone else's lid, it's Pashit that uh, it's no good. So the Gemara says, And the Chiddush of the pit is like this. In the case where the walls, someone puts thorns and glass in my wall, and it's a rickety wall, so I'm coming to knock it down, I see the thorns in the glass, I'm like, well, he shouldn't have done that, but the problem is, I don't know who it is, so I can't even tell them, so I just knock it down, and that person is responsible if we find out who it is. In the case of the lid, I have a hole, I use my friend's lid to cover it, not a wise decision, my friend comes, takes the lid, maybe you could see Chazal saying, listen, I am sitting you're going to take the lid, maybe tell him you're taking the lid, no, Chazal said you could just take it. That's the Chiddush, that although he takes the lid, he's 100% correct to do that, and if someone falls in, we don't penalize the guy and say, why didn't you tell the owner that you're taking the lid back? No, he's allowed to take the lid. They would hide all their glass and thorns shards in their fields, because those fields no one would go through, so no one could get hurt. And they would dig it three tvachim under the ground, so that the so that when they were threshing, none of the blades would hit it and spread it. would throw them into fire. Rava would throw them into the Tigris. I guess they would be lost at sea, and I guess no one would get hurt. Um, Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, a very famous Gemara, Haiman de if you want to be a chassid, you should keep a nezikin. Keep the laws of nezikin. Because it'll keep you a chassid, you won't be able to hurt anyone else. Rav Amar Miludavis, Rav said, you want to be a chassid, you should learn Mesechus Avos. And some say the laws of Mesechus, of Hilchus Brachas. Okay. Says the Mishnah, we said this before, that if you take wastewater out into Rosh Hashanah during the winter, although you're allowed to do this, but if it causes damage, you're going to have to pay. Says the Gemara, Mishnah, they would take straw 
and put it in the Rishis Ram. Part of the part of making uh, compost is you take straw and you take feces and they get stepped on. So you take the straw, you decide I want to put in Rishis Ram and let people step on it. They'll step on it, crush it up for me. I'll put on Main Street and let people step on it. And then when it's done, I'll take it. Beautiful. So that's what you do. But someone slips on the straw and hurts themselves. I'm obligated to pay. And more than that, anyone could take the straw. Part of Chazal's uh, uh, decree was that if you if you put something in the public that someone can get hurt by, people can take it. So they're allowed to take the straw. Rav Shimon Gamliel Oimer. Rav Shimon Gamliel says something very similar. The Gemara is going to try to analyze what's the difference. Anytime you put something in the public that can damage, you have to pay. Anyone can take it. Very similar to what we just got finished saying. Let's say you're picking up dung in Rosh Hashanah, you're turning it over. And you move it from place to place and someone gets damaged. Then you're obligated to pay because you're the one who moved it. You're not the one who put it there. But you moved it to the second location. <coughs> Says the Gemara like this. <coughs> the Mishnah said, if I put straw out into the public and people step on it, and then it hurts someone, I have to pay. So, like Rav Yudah. Our Mishnah is not like Rav Yehuda. Why? Rav Yehuda says that during the manure season, I guess when it's customary, customary to fertilize the field, other mighty civilizations are You're allowed to take piles of manure and put it on Main Street. You could keep it there for 30 days. Apparently, people would step on the manure, make it really compact, and then you would use it for your field. Because that was one of the stipulations when Yeshua bought uh, conquered Eretz Yisrael, was that people will be able to put those in the public. So here's the question. Armish says that if I put straw in the public property and someone gets hurt by it, they have to pay. But doesn't Rabbi Yehuda say you're allowed to put manure out for 30 days? So, what's the pshat? So the Gemara gives a very simple answer. Although Rabbi Yehuda holds you're allowed to put it in the public, but if someone gets hurt, you got to pay for it. Here's the problem. Rabbi says that if someone gets someone catches on fire by my Ner Hanukkah, I don't have to pay. Why? Because I'm allowed to do that. Doesn't that kind of sound that any time... Right now we're saying that although you have permission to put the manure out and to put the straw out, if someone gets hurt, you have to pay. That kind of sounds like permission is not exempting you from payment. But Ner Hanukkah, you have permission to light there and you are exempt. My law, Mishum Rishus based in. So the Gemara says, Loi, Mishum Rishus Mitzvah. No. Hanukkah is not permission from Bezdin. Hanukkah is permission from God. It's different. You can't compare permission that Chazal allowed you to put straw out there to Ner Hanukkah, which is a mitzvah from the Torah. Mitzvah from Chazal. The Tanya, Rav Yudah Oimer, B'Ner Hanukkah, Padon Eshur Rishus Mitzvah. Okay. So Tashma, we have one more problem. Right now we're saying that our Mishnah follows Rav Yehuda. I, Rabbi Yudah, hold you're allowed to put straw and manure, uh, you're allowed to put manure and we assume straw is the same, you're allowed to put it out there, so why do I have to pay? So we're saying, although you're allowed to put it out there, if someone gets hurt, you have to pay. Tashima, but that's not what the Brisa says. The Brisa says, The Brisa says, although you have permission to put something out there, if it hurts someone, you have to pay, so far so good. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, if you have permission, you don't have to pay. So here's the question. Why is it the review that holds it? You're allowed to put manure out there, and if someone gets hurt by the manure, you don't have to pay during the during the fertilizing season. But our Brisa says that if straw someone gets hurt, they do have to pay. So two answers. Amr Nachman, Answer number one is what season is it? 
during the fertilizing season, you don't have to pay. Our mission is talking about non-fertilizing season. So nobody expects it to be there. Ravashi says, go on the next page. Tivnoi v'kashay tanan. Meshum de Mesharki. He gives another very simple answer, and that is, Rabbi Yehuda never permitted straw. He permitted fertilizer. Manure. What's the difference? Straw is very slippery during the winter. You're not allowed to put straw out there because that will hurt people. You're allowed to put manure out there. That's the difference. Okay. Let me explain the next sugya. I put straw in Rosh Hashanah. People are allowed to take it. Why? Because... Um, Chazal penalized me. I was putting the straw out there for it to be turned into fertilizer. Chazal penalized me that I'm not allowed to benefit from that because it could hurt people. Let me ask you a question. Did Chazal make it that anyone can take the straw entirely or they only wanted me to prevent me from doing fertilizer? Meaning, let's say the price of straw is $1 a pound. But fertilizer is $10 a pound. So by people stepping on it, it goes up from 1 to 10. I definitely, and, and someone takes the straw or they takes the fertilizer. I definitely can't get $10 back from the guy who took it, because Chazal's whole point is penalizing me. But the question is, can I get a dollar back? Did Chazal make it that the straw is completely hefker? Or they said, no, we don't want you to gain from putting in Rosh Hashanah. But the principle, you can get your money back. That's the question. Um, Rav, Rav says, you cannot get your money back for the straw, whether it's the principle of the straw, the improvement by turning into fertilizer, you get nothing. They take it away. Ziri says, no, you only lose out on the additional money, but the actual principle itself you can get back. So there's a machloikis, basically. Can you get your money back from the principle of the straw? Now this is related to two things. This is related to straw that has, so let's say straw is worth a dollar, but as fertilizer it's ten. So someone takes it as fertilizer. There's a machloikis whether I can get a dollar back from the person who took it. That'll also seemingly be relevant. What if something doesn't have any improvement? It just stays principle, like manure. Manure is a dollar, it was a dollar, it'll stay a dollar. So do I get my dollar back? Seems to be the same machlekes. Here's the problem. Now what's the machlekes about? Rav says we penalize the principle, that you lose the principle because we don't want you to gain any wealth from it. So we, we penalize the $1 because we don't want you to get the $10. Ziri disagrees. Now, like I said, this is seemingly be argument related to the $1 of straw, but it will also be related to something that doesn't have any improvement, like manure. Now, the Mishnah, at the end, where it was talking about dung, it never says you could take it. Why? Seemingly because you're not allowed to take it. Why? Because it's just a principle. So you see Zariah that you can't take something that's just a principle, you could just take the improvement part. So the answer is no. Now, the, the beginning of the mission says you could take it, it meant for the dung as well. But doesn't the Bryce say about the dung that it's Asim Shum Gezel, which means you're not allowed to take it? The answer is no. When it says you're not allowed to take it, it doesn't mean from the owner. Again, I put the dung out. You're allowed to take it from me. I, the Mishnah says, the Brisa says, it's Asim Shem Gezel. It means, if Shimon takes this dung, you can't take it from Shimon. So it's not the original owner that you can't take it from. You can't take it from the guy who took it from the original owner. Okay. So right now we're saying, this Machleikas, of do you have to pay for the principle by the straw, which is also seemingly the, related to, 
to whether you could take manure that's put out, because again, manure is just principle, it doesn't get better. So Gemara says, so right now we're saying that we're trying to get out of it that, that you're allowed to take the manure. The problem is the Bryce doesn't say that. The Bryce says, You take out straw into the public domain to be turned into fertilizer. And someone hurts themselves on it, you have to pay. And anyone can take the straw. And there is no problem of stealing. That's straw. But if I take manure out there, if someone gets hurt, I have to pay. But you can't take it. The Bryce is clearly making a distinction between straw and manure. What's the difference? It must be straw, you're allowed to take the improvement, but you have to pay for the principal. Manure, which is just principal, you're not allowed to pay, you're not allowed to take. This is a raya to Ziri. So Gemara says, no. Amr Nachma Yitzchak, Galal Karamis, so you're trying to compare it to dung. When everyone agrees that you're allowed to, you're not allowed to take dung because it, it doesn't have any improvement. Chazal did not uh, make it hefker. The machlekes is straw. But dung is unrelated to straw. Why? Because straw will improve. So Chazal said because it will improve, you could, you potentially lose the principle as well. But manure, which will never improve, no one feels the Chazal allowed it. Meaning, you can't compare manure to, 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 to straw and say, well, manure is just the principle, so therefore the same Allah will be with straw, because straw, because it does improve, chazal, it's likely to say that manure you're not allowed to take, because it's just principle. But straw, you don't have to pay for the principle. Why? Because it will improve, chazal just completely said it's hefker. Okay, so it's a machalikas. Now the question is, Rav. Rav holds that you, if you take the straw, you don't have to pay for the improvement, you don't have to pay for the principle. The question is, can I take it when it's still principle? Right? I put it out, it's still a dollar. No one stepped on it yet. After a week of stepping, it'll turn into $10 because it'll turn into fertilizer. The question is, according to Rav, am I allowed to take it now or I have to wait a week? Do I have to wait for it to become prince, for, for, become uh, Shevach for, for Chazal to say it's Hefker? Or no, right away it's Hefker. Well, think about it. We were just comparing it to manure and manure is principle. So obviously the fact that we asked the question shows you that principle to principle, which means that you could take the straw when it's just principle. So the Gemara says, Tizbara, Karin and Golol, You're comparing the fact that we asked the question, what about the answer? The answer is that it's not comparable. So after the answer, you see they're not comparable. So maybe it's only after it improved. Okay. But you have this original Machlaikas between Ziri and Rav, and that is when someone takes the straw, do they have to pay for the principle as well? Are you kindest the gufan atu shivchan or not? So lemikatanai. I think it's a machlekes tanaim. What's the machlekes tanaim? We know there's a concept called rivis, right? I lend you a hundred dollars. I can't demand one hundred twenty dollars back. Here's the question. I have a star that says I lend you a hundred dollars, but I want one hundred twenty dollars back. Can I use that star to collect the hundred? The hundred I, I should be entitled to get. Or do we say no? The star is completely uh, ripped up. So, you have a star that has an interest payment on it. We penalize the lender. He can't collect even the $100. That's an example where one foul swoop, you lose it all. Both the gain, the $20, and the principal, the 100 So that's kind of like Rob, that just, you lose the entire straw. 
You could take the hundred, you don't get the hundred twenty. That kind of sounds like Ziri. Sigmar says, no, they're not comparable. Why? Rav says, I don't think my situation of straw is comparable to the ribbus. Why? He says, over there, you're comparing the hundred dollars, which is the principle to the straw that you put out. The straw you put out, you were not allowed to put it out there. I mean, you were allowed to, but, but it potentially could hurt somebody. The hundred dollars did nothing wrong. So says Rav, although I think that you lose the entire straw, maybe you could collect the $100. Ziri says the exact opposite. Ziri says, I think it's the opposite. I think Ribas is worse. Why? Because in that document, although the $100 was rightfully yours, but that document says $120 is interest, which means the entire document is full is, is basically an Avera. So it's also right away. As opposed to the straw, it's only a mazik when someone slips on it. Until that point, it's mutter. So, so ribis could be worse than that. Over there, you know, the payment was already imposed. You have to pay ribis. It's already aser. Over here, it's not the same. Okay. The Gemara says, Lema Kahari Tanai. One last attempt at a machlekes tanoim between Rav and Ziri. Hamaytzi tivna v'kashel l'shus Rav Mlazvalm. You take straw out to the public domain to be turned into manure. V'hozek behenacher and someone slips on it. Chayiv benis you have to pay. V'chol akaydim imzacha and anyone can take it. V'asur mishum gazel and it's a problem of gazel, which is kind of a contradiction. Anyone can take it, but it's also mishum gazel. We'll deal with that in a second. Rishim gamliolai merakol mekalkim b'shus Rav Mezikon chayiv l'shalom kol koyim imzacha mutar mishum gazel. Rishim gamliol basically says the exact same thing. What is the machlek between Rishim gamliol and the rabbanon? Hagufa kasher. Now, before we answer that, we said, well, it's a bit of a contradiction. Amr kol koyim imzacha v'ader kamar asur mishum gazel. First you said anyone could take it, and then you said it's Asmashim Gezel. Which one is it? Elab Hachi Kamer. This must be the Machlaikis Rabban Rishingam Leel. Kolakoidim Zacha Beshivchan, Vasmashim Gezel Agufan, Vasmashim Leel. I feel Agufan Nami Kolakoidim Zacha. Maybe that's the Machlaikis Rishingam Leel and the Rabbanan. Do you have to pay for the principle? The Tanakama says yes, and Rishingam Leel says no. That's maybe the Machlaikis. What else are they arguing about? The answer is Laziri Vaditanai. Yes, Laziri would tell you it's Machlaikis Tanai. Lorav Mi Lematanai. What would Rab say? So I'm like Rav. Rav will tell you the kuli alma konsu gufa on mishum shvachon. Ba'alcha ba'alcha ve'imarikim b'fuvi. You know what the machlekes is? Do we pass in this way? Do we tell people? Everyone agrees that you lose the principle. The question is, do we tell people that they that, that they could take the principle? I mean, do we tell people, hey, you could take the straw and you won't even have to pay the principle? That's the machlekes. Is this something that is a good idea to tell the public? Ditmar Ravuna Marav Halacha VeMarikin Ravuna Marav said the halacha is this, but you don't tell people. Ravad Barav Halacha Marikin Ravad Barav says no, you could tell people it's hefker. So right now Rav Huna says we don't tell people that it's hefker. Any is this true? But Rav Huna Afker Chushli Rav Huna there was someone who left barley in the public property in public domain and Rav Huna told people it's hefker. I thought Rav Huna says you're not supposed to tell you. Ravad Barav Afker Ravad Barav also did. Ravad Barav was the one who said that you could. Rav Huna said not like that. Rav Huna said that we don't paskinly tell, we don't publicly tell people that it's Hafka, but Rav Huna did. The answer is Hanu Mutar and Hava. The case that he told people they were warned multiple times because they were warned multiple times, then he felt comfortable telling people that it's Hafka, but in general he would not. I will stop here, pick it up tomorrow.